Good morning, YouTube family. Sorry, I just realized there's quite a glare here. So I'm going to clean that up, hopefully, <laughs> a little bit. Ah, there you go. Kind of. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I need to adjust something. Sorry about this, you guys. Well, does not seem to help. <laughs> uh, so glad to see you coming on this morning. Welcome to Escape from Crazy Town, where we try to find our sanity from all the psycho things going on around us with narcissists. And here's the thing. I'm finding that people are not necessarily narcissists, but actually becoming narcissistic because of their delusions. And today we're going to talk about narcissists and their delusions um, and how it spreads to their new supply, their fan club, and their uh, flying monkeys. They all become delusional because they're repeating the same things over and over again and they're being influenced by, sadly right now we're looking at corporate media and what you're seeing when a story is repeated so many times by so many different sources, if you want to call them different sources, because as you know, and we all should know this by now, that 90, but probably 95% of our media is controlled and owned and um, uh, profited by six corporations. Yeah, just six, you guys. So we need to understand that these corporations profit if they can get a certain message through to us, through these 95% of the media. Um, once they do that, they influence us. So narcissists kind of operate in the same way, or they get influenced first, and then they influence others. So this is what we're going to be talking today about today. Good morning, John. Good to see you hopping on. Thanks for um, starting the chat here. Was there a chat before? Obi. Uh, says, <laughs> good to see you too. So, uh, John says, it's been a while. I have a lot of news. Excellent. I want to hear. I want to know what's going on. Happy crappy hour is for us to share our happies and crappies. So I want to know what's going on in your life. And I want to have a topic for us to kind of focus on, but it's not hard, a hardened line that we have to follow this topic. It will lead us into other conversations, I'm sure. Obi says, I was delusional. <laughs> Excuse me. Let me grab some water here. <clears throat> Obi says, I was delusional being the new supply until I caught on and became the old supply real quick after seeing it for what it was. Yes, exactly. And when you're the new supply, new supply always gets diluted. They just always do because they trust the narcissist. Just like we're trusting corporate media right now. We trust that this media that shows us wonderful shows and wonderful commercials of the life we could have. Doesn't that kind of remind you of uh, future faking? This is exactly what it is. So the, hold on you guys. So the um, media and what we're dealing with right now is absolutely playing us. And they're playing us almost exactly the same way narcissists do. They get you 
to trust them. They, get you, they give you some things that make your life fun or exciting or a little better. And then they start to control you little by little until they're controlling your mind entirely. And you become deluded into their fantasy and everything that they believe. This is what we have to break away from. And the question is, how do you break away from that? And we're going to get to that in a minute. But first, we're going to explain a little bit what this delusion looks like and how it has affected us in the past. Because you have to understand what it looks like so that when you start to do the same thing or get into the same habits, you won't, you're going to stop yourself. You're going to say, wait a minute, let me question this. Let me back up a little bit and look at the bigger picture. So, I want to see what uh, John says here. <laughs> putting it on, okay, putting it on Snapchat, then deleting it before her husband can see same person, different day. Ah, hold on. Oh, wait, I skipped something here. It says, it seems after two years of marriage, she has reverted back to her old ways. Asking guys on threesomes, oh no, putting up lewd pictures yep oh and she puts it on snapchat then deleting it before her husband can see uh oh no yeah she reached out a couple of times i just looked at my phone and laughed so glad that you were not pulled back into that john because i remember she came into your town and was trying to get in touch with you yes the narcissist will come back to the old supply will try to see if they still have their hooks in you because they know. Well, here's the thing. Narcissists are delusional into thinking that they're so tantalizing and so amazing that you cannot live without them. So, of course, they're going to think you, you are still under their spell. And they actually believe that they can call you back anytime they want. And then they're surprised and con confounded when you don't fall in line and come back to them. So their delusion here <laughs> is that they are in control always. And they think that when things don't go their way, it was just, you know, um, a little blip in the road or, you know, a little side street that they had to take in order to get to where they really want to go. So they don't really see it as an obstruction when you don't fall in line. They just see it kind of as a challenge or they, they're going to use other tactics on you and they're going to see if they can pull you in that way. They kind of see it as a way of sharpening their skills. And meanwhile, we're sitting there laughing at them, go, laughing at them, thinking, what the heck are they doing? It's absolutely insane. Yeah, because I remember she also sent you pictures of herself uh, trying to tempt you. <laughs> Obi says, I unfortunately enjoy bumping into new narcs. I know it's a, a for sure thing, but leave it quick after getting what you want. Well, Obi, you don't want to become like them. You don't want to become a user, okay? It's, it's pointless. John, and I know she's going to try to reach out again because Veterans Day is coming up. Uh, yep, she's going to act like she cares about that. And yeah. They will say anything at all to try to stroke your ego and make you feel like, well, it's hard part of their love bombing, right? Except for it's not love bombing. This At this point, it's just trying to re-trap you. Well, 
So the thing is, narcissists are delusional and their new supply also becomes delusional. Not just the new supply, their, their fan club and their flying monkeys. Because the narcissist has convinced them to trust the narcissist, right? They've done enough for these other people that these other people think this is a good person. Oh my gosh, I'm dealing with somebody right now who um, believes, okay, there's enough evidence to show, not that this person's a narcissist, but they are deluded by that 95%, right, of the media. And not just the media, they're actually controlled by higher narcissists, if you will. I'm talking about, no, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> but um, this person, is, you know, in their in their job, they're they're completely controlled by higher ranked narcissists in their in their organization, and others who are on the outside have talked to this person, and they think, oh, this is a normal person. This person sounds, of course, you know, a deluded person actually sounds like a normal person. They look like a normal person. They act like a normal person. They can have conversations just like normal people, right? They can exchange pleasantries. They can talk about the weather. They can even talk about politics if they're on the same side you are. And they and you're thinking, oh, they sound completely rational because they believe everything that I believe, or maybe not everything, but the things you talk about, they seem to be in line with what you believe. So you're thinking, oh, well, this person seems like they're on my side. This person seems like they are okay. So here's the deal. So uh, a friend of mine actually trusts, or at least seems like she wants to trust this person. I'm guessing it's because she's probably spoken with this person. And it's hard to actually dislike someone that you've had a pleasant conversation with. Narcissists are like this. They have pleasant conversations. They are very friendly. They're very, a lot of times, outgoing. And if they're not outgoing and they're an introvert, then they're still very likable because you think, oh, they're just sweet and shy. And you think, you know, they're harmless because they present themselves this way. They present themselves as a victim if they're the, the introvert kind, right? But if they're the extrovert kind, they're going to be very personable, very likable, very engaging. Um, either way, you're going to think either they're harmless and good and kind, or you're going to think they're exciting and fun and have insight in peep into people because they pay such close attention to you when they're talking to you. You feel like you, you're, um, you've got their ear, they actually care. Uh, they they repeat to you the things that matter to you. So you think, oh, they actually do care. And they are so rational and so logical. And you, you think they're all there. This is to capture the flying monkeys and the fan club, you guys. This is not them. This is not who they really are. Uh, I mean, it's kind of part of their character because they know how to muster up this behavior and this act. And for the most part, I think a lot of deluded people out there, you know, if they have any social skills, like if they're working um, around other people, they're going to learn social skills, okay? They're going to learn how to fit in. They're going to learn how to even excel 
and and rise above everybody else because they want to be special. They want to be different. Anyway, so here's a friend of mine who's been in conversations with these people in this particular office, and she thinks they're good people. And I'm like, there's video footage, video footage of them, but she won't look it up, of course, right? Um, of them lying, straight face to the public. And and it's not just a clip. Like, she can watch the entire video. It was like five hours long. Um, it was a hearing going on in our state. So here's the deal. Unless the supply is willing to look, and it takes work, by the way. It takes a little bit of research. It takes a little bit of, a lot of time, actually, that a lot of people don't have. So they're going to trust their instincts, right? They're going to, oh, but I'm a good judge of character. Like, no, no, you're not. You're not a good judge of character. You are easily influenced like everybody is. Everybody is easily influenced. More or more easy, you know, some are more easily influenced than others. And she can't, of course, see this. And actually, none of us can see that we're easily influenced. We, we kind of want to pride ourselves into thinking that we are free thinkers, we're independent, we are not swayed by other people. We, you know, we can see with our own eyes and hear with our own ears and we can trust our eyes and our ears. Well, you guys, there's this show I want to tell you guys about because it kind of fits in with what I'm talking about. It's called Magic for Humans. I did find it on Netflix, but I wonder if you can find it on uh, other channels and other ways too. But it's this magician named Justin Willman. <clears throat> well, on his very first episode, so there's a series of magic, of shows that he does. And I think they're maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour. I don't remember exactly. Um, I only watched the first show, and already I was pretty impressed. Um, it wasn't until the second half of the show where he had three influencers come on to his show. And these three influencers, I don't know what social media they're on, but they've got like uh, six million combined followers, okay? So they're, um, they're fairly young. They're probably in their 20s. Excuse me, I'm going to have some coffee. <clears throat> they're in their 20s, and they're sitting on this couch. He brings them together to this place where I guess... Um, it's a selfie-induced uh, in, place where they have rooms of different uh, themes and, and you go into each room with props and whatnot and you take all these selfies of yourself, right? And you post it to your social media. So these three come to this place with him and he has them sitting on the couch and he his story to get them there was to say, hey, I want to become an influencer too, so I want to get to get your input on what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. So he shows them a bunch of pictures of him, you know, that he had taken of himself and maybe with his little kid and um, in different scenarios. And he asks them, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? So they're, they're commenting and he's giving them like, uh, he's, they don't realize this at the time. In this conversation that he's having with them, they think they're helping him. They think they're giving him advice. They think that they are influencing him. In the meantime, 
he is showing them specific pictures of things. He's showing the he's using certain phrases with them. He's um, he's also giving them feelings of you know excitement or or laughter that they would gravitate to, right? Um, even pictures or or even their I don't want to say disgust, but there were pictures that they didn't like, right? They they weren't disgusted by it. They were just like, ah, that's not good. I don't like that. So. He's evoking all these feelings in them. And as you evoke feelings and you're presenting visual aid and also audio, you're, you're giving them words that to kind of gravitate to, to harp on. Um, this is influencing them. They're cataloging this. They don't even realize it, but their mind is starting to catalog. So here's the deal. So after they give him their advice, he tells them, hey, now I have a, this uh, ex exercise for you guys. I want you to go out. I have this um, box of, of props, and they're just ridiculous whatever kinds of props and, um, you know, very not exciting props, right? Uh, just kitchen tools and things like this. So then he says, I want you to pick a prop. You know, you can take pictures as many as you want in all these different rooms, whatever theme you want to choose. And I want you to pick a prop and go around and take pictures with, you know, all these different props and run around for five minutes. So he calls them back. Then once he calls them back, he sits them down and he holds up one of the props, says, who, did, who used this? Nobody used it. Who used this one? Nobody used it. Holds up another prop. Who used this one? And they all said, they all raised their hands and then they looked at each other like, wow, that's weird. How did we all choose the same one? Then he says, well, okay, now which room did you choose, right? Did you choose this room? Nope. Did you choose that room? Nope. Did you choose this other room? All three hands go up and they're, they're looking at each other stunned like they were all on somehow the same wavelength, right? They're believing that, wow, there's something magical happening here, some connection they must have that's, you know, beyond physical that allows them, you know, this is what we all start to think. We think, oh, somehow magically we're thinking the same thing. Well, here's the deal. He tell you know, and then he, he shows them, so who used this prop in this room on this particular uh, whatever it was that they had, right? And, and posed in this way. And they all did they all did and they were looking at each other and here's the deal at the beginning of all this in his interview or talk with them he asked them so since you guys are influencers do you feel that you are less likely to be influenced and they all said oh yes of course of course they are because they're in control they're the ones who do the influencing they don't get influenced so then he goes back and shows them all the pictures that he had showed th showed them before when he was telling them I'm trying to become a social media influencer and would you take a look at these pictures and tell me what you think and he goes through several of them and he says you notice how I introduced that prop you noticed how I introduced this phrase oh here's the other thing that was really shocking it was the third part um, he says and how many of you titled oh I'm sorry I kind of skipped a spot they, out of the hundred pictures that they, actually hundreds of pictures that they took in those five minutes, he asked them to choose one, one picture. So 
even though they had all these different props, even though they were in all these different rooms, he asked them to choose one picture, each of them, without showing it to each other, and post it to their social media and give it a title, of course, right? So that's what was shocking to them is that they all posted the same picture or the picture of them with the same prop in the same room posing very similarly and they had the same title to that picture. And here's why. Because when he was giving them the presentation, he mentioned this phrase with this prop. And then throughout the time, he kind of mentioned phrases that kind of brought them back to that prop. And then he showed them pictures that made them think about the room that they were about to go, you know, that he wanted them to choose without them realizing, without showing like, oh, this is the best room ever. No, he just showed things um, in reality that looked like stuff in that room. And then they kind of gravitated towards that. So the whole thing that I'm trying to point out to you, and I do recommend you watch this because when you see it before your eyes, how people are manipulated psychologically, you will start to question, how are you manipulated psychologically? And you want to, you, you don't want to fool yourself into thinking you're not easily influenced. These guys were easily influenced. It did not take them long. I think, you know, um, probably 30 minutes or whatever time it was that he went through the pictures with them may, may have been even been less than that. It took him very little time to get them all thinking the exact same thing and making the exact same choice and having good feelings about the exact same picture. So if he can do that to them in just such a short period of time, imagine what is happening to us when there are narcissists, and not just narcissists, psychopaths. I agree with you about that, Elizabeth. Psychopaths. How can these psychopaths that run these corporations, and some of them you might think, oh, they're not really psychopaths, but here's the deal. The things that they push on you, look at our diet. Look at the stuff that we're eating. Look at what we think is healthy for us, but it's actually the worst thing possible for us. Do you think they actually care about the people who are consuming their products? Or do you think that they want to enrich themselves? Do you think they want to influence you to make certain choices, right? So this does not stop with products, you guys. This also continues on with promises. This continues on with ideologies and wanting you to believe that you're doing a good thing when actually you're hurting other people. This is what, and I don't want to even just say narcissist, but really, well, all psychopaths are narcissists, right? So this is what narcissists do. They use their influence to cause chain reactions. They use their influence to keep people deluded into believing that they're the good guy and everybody else, like your family, your friends, people who've loved you forever, people who cared about you, people who may have even saved your life at some point, right? People you've been super close to, they want you to believe that those people are your enemy, but the narcissist themselves, they're the good guys. So be careful of that, right? If you get to the point where you're so vitriolic towards the people that have loved you, 
that have shown that they've been there with you. You grew up with them. You, you know, they, they nurtured you. And suddenly now you have a difference of opinion from them because your opinion is being shaped by this 95% of what you're being inundated with day in and day out. Even if you say you don't watch TV, even if you say you, you don't watch the news, even if you say I don't even um, uh, read these certain magazines, well, they own everything, almost everything. I shouldn't say everything. They own 95% of everything you see, everything you read, everything you hear. They own so much of it. Now, the good news, you guys, the good news is that um, as it is with narcissists, there's always an opposition. There are always going to be some people in your life that are going to try to keep speaking truth to you. Even if they are only 5% of what's what you interact with. Say you spend 95% of your time with a narcissist or maybe 90% and then 5% with, you know, your work or I don't know, 10, 15% with your work and you're only spending 80% of your time with the narcissist. There's going to be some small percentage or some small group of people or maybe even one person in your life that's going to keep trying to speak truth to you. And I would suggest that you pay attention to that. Even if you don't trust or believe or whatever, you know, just like think about it. Say, why is it that they're they're pushing so hard? Why is it that they're trying to get me to see something different? What is it? You know, and look at their motive. See, like, are they getting something out of this? Most likely, no. They're not getting anything out of this other than your angry reaction towards them, right? You're getting mad at them because they're they're saying something negative about your narcissist. They're saying something that doesn't agree with what you have trusted the narcissist with, right? You've believed the narcissist about. So start thinking about this. You will start to free yourself. Oh, <laughs> hold on. Obi says, can I give you something? Sure. What do you mean? <laughs> are you talking to me or are you talking to? Oh, okay. I'm old and this is knowledge. This knowledge is priceless and only use that on narcs, not real people. Oh, oh, maybe you're talking to John to give him some advice. Yep. And Elizabeth, good to see you hopping on. Oh, I'm trying to get my video focus. <laughs> well, you guys, so the delusion that we live in and we think that what we're seeing is real. We think that we're making our own choices. We think that we're independent. We think we're not influenced to make decisions in our lives. And the problem is if you're plugged into um, audio, <laughs> visual, um, if you're plugged into uh, media, whether it's on paper or whether it's on a screen, whether it's in a song, uh, whether it's entertainment, you are being influenced. If you watch how our entertainment has evolved over the last 20 years, you're going to see that what used to be just normal, fun, exciting, kind of entertaining and, and, and just enjoyable 
videos. Suddenly now, um, you know, the ones that were wholesome, that were fun, that made you feel good, suddenly now those are the enemy. Those are enemy videos. And they replace it with stuff that's disgusting, horrifying, and just dark, downright dark. If you have allowed this dark type of media into your life over this entire time, little by little, you've gotten used to it. It's no longer dark to you. Now it's entertaining to you. This is what is so abhorrent to me, is that there are people out there who will watch the darkest, nastiest, most horrible videos and not be affected by it because they are so desensitized and yet they think they're not influenced. They think that they're independent thinkers. They think that, yeah, I don't follow the crowd because a lot of people can't stand the stuff that I watch. It's like, no, you are completely influenced. You're the most influenced than others. There's There are others who are still entertained by it, but they're not um, addicted, I guess, if you want to say that, um, to this type of media and this type of entertainment. But those who are completely enticed by that type of entertainment, that's totally dim, uh, disgusting, right? Totally against every moral you've ever had. But you think, I'm just watching this like a voyeur, right? I'm just tempted to watch. I'm not actually doing any of these things. I just watch. But here's the deal. You start to grow and build um, positive connections to that to whatever you're watching. It actually um, produces endorphins inside of you. Like it gives you excitement or it gives you some amount of satisfaction and you think this is a good thing. Now you're building a connection to the very thing that they're influencing you with. So again, be aware of what you're putting in your mind, what you're listening to and what you're allowing your eyes to see because you will be influenced by that. Um, and that is exactly where the narcissist wants their supply, their, their flying monkeys and their fan club to be in this delusion with them where they're guided emotionally, they're guided psychologically to follow to, to a certain goal, right? To a certain end. And narcissists do not lead you to a good end. They don't. They lead you to a self-serving, disgusting, horrible uh, spot where, where it benefits them at your own, your risk. So, well, you guys. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Okay. Obi says, Narc's first words are usually, can I give you something? Ooh. <laughs> well, not just Narc's. It's also a, a marketing thing. <clears throat> Narcissists are very good at marketing. They're very good at being lawyers. Well, for one, sadly, um, they don't have much conscience. Sorry, guys, I'm trying to figure this out so it doesn't... There you go. Um, they don't care what happens to you. They just care to achieve their goal, right? They only want to win the case. They don't care that they let 
um, a let let the a convict go, let a guilty person go. They don't care. They don't care if a victim of the of the guilty person is further victimized. This is disgusting to me. This is disgusting to me. They live in this delusion. And I've seen this before where I, I'm just so shocked. Like there's so much evidence that comes out and proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that their client is guilty. Guilty of sin, right? And everybody can see it. And actually the client even gets, um, gets convicted. And the lawyer will, the defending lawyer will continue to say that their client was innocent. And I'm like, what the heck? Only to find out later on that the defending lawyer was under the spell of the narcissist. Absolutely crazy. Um, that is the case with Jody Arias, by the way. I had watched some interviews with her lawyer who was just so convinced somehow that she was not guilty. He actually had, I don't want to say an affair, but she flirted with him. That's just what she did. And she tantalized him. This is so crazy, you guys. But lawyers, they get to this point. I'm not saying all lawyers, of course, but a lot of times in that profession, it's like you have to, they, they have to trust their own instincts to the point where they refuse and are, manipulated then they they refuse to see the truth because they have to believe their conviction right they have to believe what their client is saying to them once they make a decision that their client is telling the truth they and they've pushed it for long enough now they have to defend this position to the point where they'll deny evidence even to themselves this is what happens with narcissists and with their new supply they hold on to a complete lie, even though everybody else can see it. But they'll hold on because now their reputation is tied into it. Now they would have to humble themselves <clears throat> and admit they were wrong. They would have to back paddle and or backpedal and and go back and make the corrections that they, you know, to the mistakes that they they spread earlier, right? So they're not going to do that because their egos are so high, so tied up in their own convictions and the choices they made. They cannot see that they're even being hypocritical. They can't see it. They hold on to lies. They see the lies are being dismantled and yet they want to convince you somehow um, philosophically that they're correct that the way they had seen things was still the correct way. And even though you try to explain to them, no, these are the facts, facts are facts, they stand alone regardless of what you think, regardless of how you feel, these are the facts. Um, they want to argue philosophically they're still right. <laughs> you know, it's because they believed they were right. These are such delusional people that they won't even, they won't even understand when they become vitriolic, when they become so nasty and so evil, and yet they'll can call other people evil. And you're like, what the heck? It's crazy. So you guys, 
that's what I wanted to share with you today. Um, but I do want to talk about how do you break out of this? I want to talk about how do you then wake yourself up? And like I said before, you have to be aware and humble enough to admit that you can be influenced. You have to be able to admit that. You have to ask yourself and look at the bigger picture, like step back a little bit and look at all the different players, right? Look at all the different people. Look at even past history of what you know before, even science, you know, go back and think about this. I don't know if you guys realize this, but there used to be a word called immunization. <laughs> and suddenly now that word is not being used very much at all. And I'm like, why not? Why is that word not being used? So the whole point of the V, and I'm not going to say the word because, you know, this is ridiculous too. What's being censored? Why is it being censored? Let's ask that too. Um, why are we not allowed to question? Like science is all about question and observation and um, fact checking and checking and checking and checking again and comparison and having healthy debates, the pros and the cons and those who tr trust it and those who don't trust it and why. That's what science used to be. Today, it's about one side and pushing one narrative. And look at the 95% of the media. What are they pushing? And why are they pushing it so hard that that's all you see? Start to question that. Because those who control the media are not for you. They are for selling a product. They are for... Um, their own existence, right? They're, they don't care about your existence. I mean, people used to think, well, well, you know what? They actually care about us because we're the consumers and without us, uh, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't profit. Well, look at narcissists. Do they actually care about the supply? They care about the supply only as much as they can use the supply. Once they cannot use the, su the supply anymore, the supply is now useless to them. Do you think they still care about the supply? Do you think they care about the well-being of the supply? Do, you know, do you think that the supply they're with right now, all the things they're doing for the supply, makes it look like they care, but as soon as they are done with the supply, <clears throat> or as soon as they find better supply, they'll move on. Same thing with, with consumers. Those who use consumers and benefit from consumers, will coddle the consumers, promise the consumers, your life's going to be so much better if you do this, eat this, drink this, take this. But then, once you get sick, once um, the, you wake up to their product and realize their product is actually terrible, they don't need you anymore. They'll find new supplies. They'll find a different population of people to buy their things. Guys, this is what's happening in our lives right now. Start to question, start to ask, like everything. Because there are things out there that are seemingly healthy. And this has happened before. I remember, oh my gosh, over decades, I guess, um, where, let me think, because it's been a while. And now we're just in a new phase of different products. But I remember there was a time where they're like, oh, eggs are so good for you. And then, no, eggs are so bad for you. And then, no, eggs are st still good for you. 
And then there was a time where, no, butter is bad for you, so the fake stuff is better for you. Well, why is the fake stuff better for you? Oh, because these corporations can make the fake stuff. They don't have any overhead of keeping animals alive or, or getting you nutrition. They can just make this chemical stuff in their laboratories and in their factories and then sell it to you. And this is healthier for you than the natural, right, butter. So then they find out, oh, no, actually it turned out that was bad for you. And the butter was actually good for you to back to, no, butter's now bad for you again. And the, it, they just keep switching back and forth because they're trying to convince and delude you into believing that their product, the thing that they produce, is better for you than what anybody else produces, which is far more nutritious and far more um, healthy for you and far less dangerous to you. Of course, they're going to hide that about their own product, that their products are dangerous or their products have side effects or their products have, um, have terrible ingredients in, in them. They won't even share with you what's in their ingredients. Ask that about, your, about things right now. Why are we not being told what's in the ingredients of this stuff that they want us now to take? Ask that. So here's the deal. You need to start asking questions. You need to wonder why you're being fed all of this. And if you can, watch that show, Magic for Humans, the first episode um, by Justin Willman. And see how these influencers, social media influencers, were influenced. And when you see that happening to them, it's not because they're stupid people or they're, they're um, incompetent people. It's that... It's that they're just like us. What we see, what they saw, what we hear, what they heard, what they were told, what we are told, tends to form how we behave. It does. It just absolutely does. So you guys, I just wanted to share that with you. I hope that this will help you start to see a little closer, a little straighter, a little more sanity in your life. I hope that it helps you to unplug from lies and the delusions of, of narcissists out there who just don't care. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't care about this world. But they profess that that's all they care about. They care about everything, right? They care about our environment. They care about our, our lives. They care about our children. They care about you. They care about your health. Well, if they do care about it, then they would be open to true scientific debate. They would be open to being transparent about what's inside of things that they're pushing on us. They'd be okay um, actually allowing people to report. But also, here's the big, biggest thing, because you may not understand what's actually happening because you're, you're being lied to so much on so many fronts. Start taking a look at who owns all of this. Start taking a look at who controls or has controlling um, shares over 50% of certain media. Okay? Just think about that. Well, you guys, I'm hoping that this wakes you up. I'm hoping that you guys will um, start to find sanity and find others who have sanity because you want to stay close to them. You want to stay close to the people who are awake. 
You want to stay close because if you're going to stick around with delusional people, you're going to end up destroying yourself because delusional people always lead to destruction of others and of themselves. Delusional people are unable to protect themselves, unable to save themselves because they're fighting the wrong enemy. They're fighting the wrong thing and they're allowing the harmful things into their lives. Just like the new supply and the fan club, they allow the harmful things that the narcissist does in. And they don't stop to think that the narcissist is harmful to them. They, they don't think that the suggestions that the narcissist makes about their life or in their life as harmful. They don't, they don't see that. Delusional people will lead other people into their delusion and into destruction. So be co concerned about that. When people are so vitriolic that they are so angry, um, I don't know how to put this, because they're, they're vitriolic. When you wake up, when you, the first time you woke up to what the narcissist did, of course you were angry at them. You were probably vitriolic towards them as well. So, but if this vitriol continues to be so violent or so angry that it's not a good thing, okay? It's not a good thing to stay there. It's not a good thing to be stuck there. So you need to separate from that. You need to find stability. You need to find people who are not angry and pushing you towards, you know, continual negative stuff. All right, you guys. But you also need people who will warn you, who will be like, no, don't trust this. Wake up to that. Do, you know, do your diligence and go watch and go pay attention. It's going to take time. But when you watch a narcissist for a while, you start to see, see them unravel. You start to see their lies unravel. You start to see their narrative unravel. And that's what you got to do. All right, you guys. Many blessings to you. I hope that th this has helped you. Um, let's get back to sanity. Let's get back to being able to decide for ourselves what's good and what's wrong. Let's not let the evil corporations out there dictate to us and influence us into believing their lies. All right. God bless you guys. And I will talk to you next week. Oh, don't forget to watch a commercial once in a while or like the, the video and comment on it. I really appreciate that. That really helps this channel keep going. And I will talk to you next week.